0: I do. July 2006. Six years and 10 months till my mother's death. Age 24. It happened. I became a wife and I graduated college and Tom and I started living together right as my parents moved away. The first morning after I do and packed into their Airstream, they began their drive cross country to the central coast of California Halfway through our reception the night before, thunderstorms moved in and the DJ's equipment got soaked, which wasn't great for him, but a relief for us because he couldn't use his microphone anymore and stopped talking. On our first meeting, he said something like, "'And I'll introduce you, everybody, give it up for Princess Jasmine!' I sort of laughed because it was so cringy and he mistook it for praise. "'Right?' He grinned. "'You like that? All brights like to be called princess.' A decade later, we'll run into him at Tom's cousin's wedding. He won't remember us, and we won't remind him. He's not as bad. The years have worn him down, but I'll still shush Tom, who's talking in the back corner with his brother during one of the speeches, and it couldn't be more perfect. The thunderstorms moved in, and everyone said, It's good luck. Rainstorm's on your wedding. So is a bird pooping on you, and cracking your tooth on a Miss pebble in the pinto beans. Someone at some point in history was really quite smart. They took all the shit, literally, you have to deal with, and they said, What luck. More introverts than extroverts, Tom and I realized too late how exhausted we were from the week long festivities leading up to the wedding. So we showed up to our reception that was supposed to be the best party ever, just to show up. One of Tom's friends, along with his girlfriend, complimented my party dress I had changed into for the reception, and I replied, Thank you, yeah, the open back makes it sort of like my stripper dress. I didn't know where that came from or why I said it. I loved my dress, but my foundation was being leveled, and I was overwhelmed because my parents were late, and I couldn't do what I really wanted to do, which was cry. No matter that my father had handed me off to Tom that morning, I wasn't ready to leave them for my mom to leave me, to step into a future without her. I didn't feel lucky. I felt lost. Throughout my four years of college, my mother's health continued to deteriorate, and she became too sick for the Georgia climate. Her body always ached, but would worsen when the barometric pressure changed, which happened daily in the summer. The damp heat, the poor air quality. And even though we had lived there for 12 years, and more since my mother's own childhood in Georgia, she never grew roots in the South. I'd been waiting my whole life for that moment, done with school partnered with a funny, kind, super cute guy. But I was scared, more scared than it was possible to voice. My friends weren't dealing with their mother who became more debilitated each month, but they were dealing with the reality that college didn't prepare us for what came next. Some were going to more school. Others were moving out of state. All were freaking out. Some had ended relationships that were meant to last forever. Others took jobs that didn't compensate them according to their living expenses or worth. With a BFA in photography, I was meant to practice photography, but I didn't want to because it never filled me except I couldn't pinpoint why. The summer after graduation, I had a job with a wedding photography company I had interned with my senior year and consistent gigs because I was paired with one of the owners and filling in for her assistant who was out. But shortly after, as weddings were seasonal in the Southeast and the position was temporary, I wouldn't have work. For the following three years, I'd acquire odd jobs, but my primary one would be a stay at home wife without kids, except the years would feel long because I wouldn't realize until after my mother died and after I had children on my own that I was mostly a full time caregiver daughter. Friend, stranger, relative. So, what do you do? Me. Oh, I'm a full time daughter. Them. Huh? Me. To my mom, she's really sick, and when I'm with her, she's helping me, but I'm also helping her. And when I'm not with her, it's the same. It's sort of confusing. Them, do you enjoy it? Me, no, not really, but I feel I can't survive without her. Except when I'm with her, I feel like I also might die. Them, um, I didn't know how to deal with what was being asked of me, which was to grow up, individuate, to form an identity outside of my mother's daughter. There was no dress rehearsal for this part of life. My path, the one most of us followed throughout school, had ended, and I never cultivated an internal compass for what to do next, without an assignment to complete, or a mother to please, or a friend to follow. All through college and most of my teen years, I was so fixated on the relationship, the one I had with my mother, the one I desperately wanted with a significant other, I had willingly bought into society's pledge that a ring and a wedding would fill me, that another person would complete me. But when they didn't, because no one else can, I was left with an emptiness, hungry for a feeling I couldn't name, still convinced that purpose was some tangible thing I was meant to chase, something material, someone outside of myself. I didn't understand how four years prior I was given everything to thrive, and yet still arrived blocked with so much of what I'd said I wanted, but searching for more or different, searching for something I hadn't yet met. I'm Jasmine Rasmussen, author and narrator of Saved, a memoir on purpose. Join me weekly for an oral telling of my novel, written in verse and prose, broken into short, digestible episodes. I'll guide you through my journey back to self. Click the link below to subscribe or go to jasminealiyarasmussen.substack.com to find out more.